Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Father, we thank you today for your blessing, God. We thank you. You are the reason that we sing. You are the reason, Lord God, that we live and breathe. We have our being in you. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit today. Thank you. We welcome your presence, Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into this place. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you for your word, God. We thank you for uh, just blessing us, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for revealing yourself and your person to us. We magnify you today. We thank you so much for Christ's redemption today and all that he has made available to us. Because of your goodness and your kindness, we thank you, Lord. We magnify you. We worship you, Lord. And we glorify you and we look to you today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that name that is far above, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And above every name that is named, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank the Lord for his goodness today. We praise God for each of you all. Thank you for pastors uh, Philip and Michelle for having us today. We're so grateful to, you know, for your graciousness and thank you to the people. Amen. You didn't tell the pastors, don't have that boy back no more. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for his goodness. Thank God for... uh, uh, Pastor Happy and Jeannie Caldwell, thank God for this. I, I said to the Lord, just joking, I said, Lord, really? I got to preach in front of the Brother Caldwell? <laughs> it's okay. Amen. Thank God for his Amen, amen. Thank God for my wife and for help. God, her help. Thank you, God, for that. Uh, Galatians, going to Galatians chapter 3. Amen. This is the, the, the beginning of six days of faith and... Uh, Thank God for that. We, we feel led to talk about faith for healing. Faith for healing. Hallelujah. Amen. So what a, what, a, what a great verse to go to. Galatians 3, verses 13 and 14 say, uh, let's read it together, please, if you have it in King James Version. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written... Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, through faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Faith for healing. Our faith for healing uh, should be anchored in Christ's redemption of us from the curse of the law. Amen? Amen. Uh, that's how we anchor our faith. It's not faith in our faith, but it's faith in Christ the healer. He is the one who provided healing for us, and we can receive healing because of what he did. It was F.F. F. Bosworth who stated that faith begins where the will of God is known. So the only way to really 
uh, know it's God's will to heal you, to have faith, is you got to know that he wants you well. God wants you well. He wants you healed. He wants you strong. I don't care if you're five years old or if you're 105. Amen. He wants you well and strong and able. Amen. The enemy will try to work with your mind. Well, I'm older now. Things don't work the way they used to work, you know. Well, you know, of course, you know, we adjust with the age thing, you know. But uh, we can age gracefully. Amen. <laughs> we can still be strong. Amen. And, and as Gloria Copeland says, you, you, you get old, but you, what, it's a phrase that she says, uh, uh, something about getting old, but you don't lose all your everything. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's a paraphrase. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, and that's so, thank you, increase with age, but not get old. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is important, people. Is You know, the world wants to mold us and to think that, you know, you know, it's just over when you get over 40 or 50. And then they put these, anybody watch these commercials where it says, are you between the ages of 40 and 80? And I think, boy, that's a wide, that's a wide span. 40 and 80, man, you, you caught me for the last, you know, however many years, you know. So I think, so I mean, the world kind of keeps everybody into this group. But uh, the Lord has to say, look at me and believe me for renewal of your youth. Amen. Amen. Anybody remember when you just ran so hard, you ran so long, you ran until your stomach ached, you know, anybody remember that? You know, you rode your bike. I, I grew up, I was, uh, I was asthmatic, I, probably six weeks into uh, uh, being here, I'm told that uh, I stopped breathing. And so, you know, I had many, 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 many office visits to the doctor, many, many hospital stays, probably every year, maybe three times a year in the hospital, under oxygen tents, you know, on steroids, the whole thing to help me breathing. And though my family knew about healing, and my dad prayed for me many times, you know, it probably kept me alive. Amen, amen. amen. Uh, been to many uh, crusades, A, Allen, you name it, Shambach, you know, all these things. Uh, I didn't know I was getting any better, but uh, I believe for healing, but I learned how to believe a little better. When I got into the word of God, how to have exercised my faith for healing, because I thought the only way to get healed was you had to get in a prayer line and get it from the man or the woman of God. I know about laying on of hands, but I couldn't connect my faith with it. But then I began to learn, uh, you know, about how to use faith to to receive healing and that I could initiate it. Yes. See, that, that was a radical concept to me. You mean I can initiate my healing and my wholeness? So, um, so our faith for healing has to be anchored in our redemption in Christ. We cannot have faith for God to do something unless we're first convinced that it is his will to do it. So, so the book of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, you know those verses that, that kind of unveil the, uh, not kind of, unveil the blessing and the curses of the law. Well, healing is a critical part of the blessing part of that, uh, the covenant that the Lord has given us. Christ's redemption, as it were, is a vision for our lives. I'm going to say that again. Christ's redemption is a vision for our lives in him. Amen. And so everything that God wanted to provide for us is found in his redemption. Through Christ's redemption, every believer can experience the goodness of God, which is manifested through his blessing. This redemption is comprehensive and includes redemption of the total person. Even the forgiveness of sins, as it says in Colossians 1. So spiritually, uh, you know, the redemption includes our, spirit, our redemption from spiritual death, right? Amen. 
Hallelujah. Uh, For our soul, it includes redemption from confusion and mental torment. Uh, We don't we don't have to be uh, uh, tormented in our minds. And um, how can I say not able to have rest in your soul and peace in your heart? As Philippians uh, chapter four tells us to don't be worried of don't worry, don't fret, don't have any anxiety about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your let your request be made known unto the Lord and the peace of God, which passes understanding will keep your heart your mind through Christ Jesus. And I've had to live on this many days. Many of y'all may know that, but if you, if you have been resting in the Lord, catch yourself if you're worrying, catch yourself if you are not sleeping. Amen. Uh, I mean, rest is of the Lord. Don't let the devil steal your sleep at night. Uh, But so that's the mind. And then the body, the believers redeemed from sickness and disease. Uh, that's so important. And of course, it includes financial blessing, redemption from poverty, lack and debt. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so so in talking about faith for healing, Christ's redemption or any aspect of uh, of faith of the redemption is activated by faith. Christ's redemption is activated by what? Faith. faith. Uh, verse 14 of our text Galatians 3, 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's how we connect with what God has laid up for us through faith. Faith is the hand that receives from God. It's one thing to have a gift given to you. It's another thing to have the capacity to receive it. It's another thing for something to be laid up for you. It's another thing to know how to grab it, how to get it. And uh, it's a bad thing to know. I know I'm supposed to be well, but I don't know how to get that healing working in my body. Well, our faith for healing, again, is rooted in exercising faith in Christ's redemption overall. Healing is in the redemptive package. It's all inclusive. Come on, say God's redemptive package package. through Christ Christ. is all inclusive. inclusive. In other words, the Lord didn't tell us to choose. People say, well, you know, healing is not really that important. I always say those people never really been sick. (laughs) When you've been sick, oh, healing is important. When you've been attacked in your body and you're sitting up in the hospital bed, I remember a kid looking out the windows. I knew every building on that, hos- on that block of the hospital. I could tell you the number, uh, you know, that's the red building, that's the two-story, that's a gray building. And then I would watch and see when the postman comes, when this comes. I was in the hospital that much that I knew that block. And I'm telling you, when you're sick like that or you're sick at all, you, it, healing is important yes, to you. Amen. I mean, you like, I mean, you love the Lord. I mean, I, I, as far as I knew, you know, at that age, you know, I, I loved the Lord, but I didn't know how to connect with that aspect of him. And as you trust the Lord for uh, Christ's redemption, believe in that, educate yourself on what that means. It can change uh, your life. Yeah. So uh, uh, redemption, as used here in the book of Galatians, first of all, means to buy up, to ransom, to rescue from loss. Everybody, let's say that. Say, to rescue rescue from loss. loss. So as it pertains to healing and wholeness, our redemption by Christ is his rescue of the believer from the loss of health and wholeness, physical or mental. Christ has rescued us from the loss of health. He's rescued us from that loss. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, the enemy tries to, you know, he tries to take your health, tries to take the quality of life. You know, it's, it, the enemy tries to lessen the quality. When you're sick, you can't, you lose fellowship with your family. You lose, you can't work the way you need to work. You yeah. can't uh, pursue your dreams or the things God has put in your heart. But through the redemption and faith in yes. what Christ has done, you can recover everything lost. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And do what the Lord has called you to do with fullness of, uh, of the, your potential and with a good attitude. I mean, thank God for, you know, because, you know, some some part segments of the body of Christ teach, you know, well, you know, faith, uh, sickness will make you humble, it'll make you, well, you know, no, uh, but you, we should have a good attitude if we're suffering. Obviously, we sh- it's always proper to have a proper attitude and to be kind and be loving. Amen. But, you know, it's hard to be nice when you're sick. I mean, it's hard to be patient. Think about it. When are you just trying to breathe? You're trying to breathe. So I, I can't really wait too long. I mean, come on, get that word out. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, think about it. You know, I'm gasping for breath here. I, I, I can't really, like, I'm only, I only got so many seconds to give you, right? So, but when you, can, when you have the fullness of strength and energy, play with those kids and those grandkids, you know, you want to have everything so you can love the way you need to love. You can love people and give them attention and give them the uh, represent Christ the way we need to represent Christ. It's all about that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, as it pertains to health and wholeness, our redemption by Christ is his rescue of us from loss and health. Amen. And wholeness, Christ's redemption paid for our release from the power of sickness and disease and it's power to dominate us. You know, it's, it's a bad thing when you feel locked in. You know, during the whole COVID thing, and I don't share this a whole lot, but I, I, I never, I don't, know, I don't know whether I had COVID, but it felt like it was something, you know, trying to dominate me. <laughs> so like about two in the morning, I just felt like an oven come on me. This, I'm asleep. My wife's asleep. My daughter, youngest daughter was in the house asleep, but she was up. So I said, no, uh-uh, you can't come on me. It was like a furnace, literally. I just felt like my body was on fire. And so I got up, got my Bible, and, and my daughter saw me. She said, Daddy, you okay? I said, yeah, uh, I'm okay. And I was speaking by faith. So I took that Bible, and for one hour, one hour, I just stated in this verse, nope, you can't dominate. Nope, you cannot overpower me. Nope, you can't come on. The blessing of the Lord is working in my body. Nope. You cannot do it for one solid hour. And I don't, I just happen to look at the clock on the oven. And, and then in about an hour, it just all lifted. My, my, te- my temperature was regular. I didn't take my temperature, you know, but I just could feel my body was just heat. It was like on fire. Listen, it's so important that you recognize and get the revelation in your spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, reveal Christ, my Redeemer, to me. Reveal Christ as my healer to me. I know you're my Savior, Lord. I know you're my deliverer. Reveal Christ as my healer to me. And when you know that, you say, no, you can't dominate me. You can't just take over my body. You can't just ravage my body and break it down. No, no, no. Can you say no? Like, like the song says, no. No, you can't have my body. 
How about you cannot have it? First uh, Corinthians six says, "What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's." I mean, you just say, "Nobody, you you're not under the curse." That's something the Lord has taught me in the last few few months. He's you know, just put your hand on your body and say. You're not under the cursed body, you hear me? You're not subject to that. Whatever's floating around in the atmosphere, whatever the demons are going around trying to put on people, you know, and that kind of thing. No, you're not subject to that body. Let me remind you, you're under the blessing. And really, you know, usually in within two minutes, it straightens up. I, you know, I'm healed from asthma. I also had allergies, you know, as a kid. Um... I remember a time having to go to an allergist. I don't, I don't think that's the proper word for it. I forgot what you call it. People who help you with allergies. And so Saturday mornings at about age 11, I would have to go to the doctor, and they would they inject you with a little bit of uh, things, pollen, you know, grasses, things like that, to see if you're allergic of it. And if you swell, then they put a circle around that, and so they say you're allergic to those things. So I'm 11 years old, right? I'm an American kid. So they have all these circles one morning. And so then he comes out to tell me, it's 21 things you're allergic to. You're allergic to corn. So that's any corn products. Corn flakes was my favorite. That goes out the window. You're allergic to tomatoes. So that means no ketchup, no spaghetti, one of my favorite meals. No, you're allergic to hamburger, Polish, Polishes. Uh, so any type of hamburger, you're allergic to soybean. So it's like all this stuff. So basically, as an 11-year-old kid, you told me you could eat nothing. <laughs> Everything you like, you can't eat. So my diet changed radically. You know, my mother would make, you know, for the rest of the family, she'd make me a special meal and this kind of thing. And I went through this from 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 17, time to go to college. So I went to college, and uh, I was backslid. I wasn't. I'm not happy about that. I'm not proud of that, but it was the reality. So at about 17, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just on the campus, you know, for the first couple of weeks, and somebody hands me a track. I chuckle because me and my dad used to hand out those tracks to people. So it was a track, you know, about getting saved. And they invited me to a campus Bible study. Well, at any rate, I got saved, praise the Lord, and, you know, really uh, radically saved on college campus. We, and we believe God for that to happen today. Amen. Amen. In college campuses, that that revival will sweep them across the nation, right? So my point is, is that, you know, I had allergy issues sometimes, you know, this time of the, of the year, you know, ears start itching, eyes start watering, swelling up. So over the last seven, eight weeks, my eye, I, this eye would try to close, and it'd be right before I had to preach. I said, devil, that is not happening. You are not, no, I, you are not under the curse. I open up. And I mean, literally, it was almost shut before, right before I had to go on, on preach. And I can see, you know, you know, I'm like, Lord, I know the people in the church don't want to, what, what's going on with Pastor? What's, what, what's up with his eye? I picked up candy one time from the airport. She didn't say nothing, but I could tell. She's looking, man, that eye is almost closed. I said, no, devil. And then, in, 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 in minutes, it just opened right back up. You know, listen, you got to remind your body. No, you're not under the curse. Now, fear will, will try to, you know, you know, because I, you know, I, I hear all the things, all the voices of the people who say, now, Stephen, you know you could die like that. You know this could happen to you. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not dying before it's time to die. 
Amen. But you have to get that in your spirit. So, so Pastor LaFleur is not telling you to try nothing. I, I want to put out that disclaimer for Pastor Michelle. And No, no, no. This is not about don't take medicine and that kind of, it's not about that. It's about taking the word. Amen. Let the word be number one that you take. The one, number one medicine that you take and ingest. Amen. Amen. Then if you have other medications, take them afterwards. Take Amen. the word first. Amen. Amen. Then the Holy Ghost will instruct you when it's time to put that up. You know, he'll tell you, uh, that's enough of that, right? I remember Brother Hagen or Sister Oretha saying that, you know, she had to take some medicine for something, and then the Holy Ghost told her, that's enough of that. You've taken enough of that, you know. And, and, and when the Spirit of God tells you, not when somebody else tells you, yeah. in the name of the Lord, because <laughs> you may not have their faith, you may not have their revelation, but you do have the revelation that you have. Walk with that, amen, and just make progress, make steps of progress as you believe the Lord for your body to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Just be moving in the right direction. Amen. You know, uh, Bishop David Oyedipo has this saying, and I love it. He, he leads his congregation into a confession that says, um, my case is different because I'm redeemed of the Lord. Amen. And what affects others does not affect me. Let's say this. Say, my case is different because I'm redeemed of the Lord. And as a covenant child, what affects others does not affect me. So you got to think that way. It's not that I'm special, you know. It's not really that my faith is so special. It's what Christ did. Now, yes, I release faith in what he did, not faith in my faith but faith in what Christ did, and that changes everything. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. It changes everything who's on your side and whose side you're on. Hallelujah. You know, I, I have two sisters, no brothers, and I was always a little guy. You know, you know when you take the class pictures, you know, uh, I was always with my legs folded on the, on the floor, you know. Those are always the short guys, you know, the next level, you know, they're sitting down the next level, they're standing up in the back row. My sister was always on the back row standing up because the same height she is now, she was at 12 years old. So uh, she grew and then she stopped growing, right? So I remember, you know, a couple of times where um, it, it's, it's important to know who you're with, right? So sometimes there were some kids who were trying to bother me, but they were, she's like three years older than me, right? So she would walk up. She said, what, you, what are you doing with my brother? And they would say, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. She said, that's good. Keep walking. <laughs> so when you know who you're with and who's with you, then you have a different attitude. It's not us fighting the devil directly. Amen. Because that may be bigger than you in the natural. But the fact that Christ is gone before us, hallelujah, he's already won the battle I can place my faith in him and say, no, devil, no, yeah. Jesus has already defeated you. No, yeah. asthma, no, whatever it is, allergies, COVID, whatever, bovid, whatever, whatever it morphs into and becomes the next step. You, you got to prepare your mind in advance for this stuff. You can't just, you know, you know, it's so interesting how we begin to see where people were at with during that time because I'm talking about the body of Christ because people like got a little shaken up about that thing, you know. And I'm talking about save, tongue-talking, Bible reading. I won't say believing all the time, but <laughs> reading people of God. You know, got a little shaking. And I'm not saying you, you know, you be frivolous and you don't 
take it serious and things like that. But at the same time, you got to be most serious about what God says. That should be your most serious anchor is, could could Christ's redemption handle that? Could it even handle a a chemically generated condition or, you know, engineered? I'm not saying that it was. I'm just saying if. There's a lot of things going on in the world now. You know what I mean? It's a lot of a lot of things that people are doing that, that you know the average person doesn't know about. But whatever it is, your faith can still be anchored in the Word of God, in the redemption of Christ. And no, my case is different because people look at you. What make you think you're so special? Christ, Christ. redemption, yes. and He redeemed me from that. Hallelujah! Yes, How, what? Why? Why you think you could do that? Christ. My faith in him, he did it already, so I'm not worried about it, right? Hallelujah. So, so let's say this today. Today I enforce Christ's redemption over my body. Body, you are not subject to the curse of the law. You are no longer under its dominion. You are now under the blessing of Abraham. So function accordingly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus did the heavy lifting, right? Now, when you first start saying these things, religious demons will come out of the woodwork. You know, you crazy. That's not practical. That's just, that's not wisdom. That's not, Pastor Steve, that's just not wisdom. Now, you know, I'm saying you have to convince yourself. It it goes against your, your intellect. It goes against your natural mind. And it definitely goes against some of those commercials on TV. <laughs> I'm convinced that, you know, I don't know about everywhere else in the world, but here they, everybody should be on medication. That's what they think. I'm serious. From five to 105, everybody should be on some kind of medication. It's really it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. But if you adopt that mentality, you will be taking a pill for everything. You need, to, you need a pill to wake up. You need a pill to do your work in the day, to focus, to stay concentrated. You need a pill to go to sleep. <laughs> no, I, I, this is, it, I, I'm, I'm making light of it, but I'm not making light of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is, this is kind of where things are going in the natural. So as a child of God, you got to say, no, my case is different. My case is different. I, I don't need all them pills. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to. This is, see, my health is really my responsibility under Christ. So the things that the Holy Ghost directs you to do, do those things. They may be some natural. Amen. 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 And I I learned that the Lord taught me things even about breathing. He said, you can't eat all that sugar. Amen. You you can't do that. But the, the Lord had to get that in me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So even about personality and mental health, I mean, there's some things that is in the food, I'm convinced, you know, and then the Holy Spirit will direct you and say things about, you know, why is your attitude always melancholy? Why, why, you know, why is this and that happening? 
check, check out some things. Ask the Holy Spirit, teach me, Lord, how to walk in optimum health. Teach me how to do that. Show me. Show me. You know this frame. You know it from beginning to end. What the x-rays can't pick up, what the blood test can't pick up. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on in your DNA, your body. He knows your family line for the last hundred years. Amen. He can tell you, well, you know, this is weakened, runs weak in your family and this kind of thing. So you need to do this to fortify. Because we need to be well to do the work of God. Amen. I'm convinced the Lord, you know, he, he wants some work done. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart, you know. He needs you running. He needs you active. He needs you strong, not just in body, but in your mind. He needs a sharp mind, and we'll have to do these things in order to do this. So your intellect may fight you, amen. Uh, people around you, may, people who love you may fight you, but you say, honey, just stay with me. Christ's redemption is more than adequate to uh, help me to run my race and to run it strong. Amen. So it's our expression of faith in him that gives us direct access to healing and wholeness, which is part of our redemption in Christ. Christ's redemption is activated by faith. Let's look at uh, Psalm 107, uh, verses 1 and 2. And faith is activated through believing and speaking faith words. We activate our faith by speaking and believing the word of God. We know this verse, uh, Psalm 107, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What are you going to say? Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So it says, say that. You need to be saying it. I'm redeemed. My case is different. My case is different because I'm redeemed of the Lord. Why is it different? Because I'm redeemed of the Lord. And we need to speak that. I'm redeemed every day you get up. It's amazing how many people who suffer with physical issues don't say a lot what the word says. They talk a lot about the problem. I'm, yeah. Man, I'm hurting. I'm sick. I don't feel good. And the Lord had to teach me, don't say none of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're before the doctor, obviously you have to explain what's going on. But I'm saying talk about what your body's doing that's positive. Yeah. I'm talking to you, heart. Just beat right. Yeah. I'm talking to you, joint. Stop hurting. I'm talking to you, feet. Feet don't fail me now. I mean, it's some funny little phrases and songs. You can use them like with your faith, right? It's so funny. I mean, I think about the, you know, the man who, who uh, you know, ripped the roof off to get Jesus. You know, and I remember in the 70s where there was a song that said, tear the roof off the sucker. They tore the roof off the place to get to Jesus, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So notice that this verse reminds us that even though we have been redeemed, we need to speak our redemption. Yes. Hallelujah. If you're suffering from pain, sickness, or weakness, then in order to activate your redemption from the curse, we have to put it into action through speaking on a regular basis. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So through exercising faith in our redemption, we can put the brakes on every one of the enemy's assaults on our health. Never be discouraged because, as this is what Brother Hagin would call it, a counterattack. You know, sometimes you receive healing, and then you see some symptom trying to pop up on you again. No, you just, you just deal with it the same way. You, you deal with, you say, no, 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 you can't come back on this body. No, this body is not your, uh, your, your, your road that you can travel on again. This, this, this avenue is closed Amen. to the curse. Amen. Uh, through exercising faith in our redemption, we can put the brakes on every one of the devil's assaults on our health. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. 
I'm moving, I'm moving. Amen. I'm almost done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 6, 16, we all know this verse. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to do what? Quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So whatever, whatever dart the enemy fires, the shield of faith can quench it. It can put it out. Amen. Faith enables us to conquer and to overcome. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, say me, me, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith in the Lord. I think we can agree that sickness and disease or weakness of the body and of the mind are all too prevalent in the world. It's too much of it. Yet for God's covenant people, calamity can be all around us. But through faith in the redemption of Christ, it does not have to have access to us. Yeah. A thousand may fall at my right hand, 10,000 at my, that's it, Rome, fall at my side, and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Shall not. That's, that's Psalm 91. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's the scripture, amen. That's, that's reality. That should be our reality. It may, and that doesn't mean we lack compassion because when we see people falling, that just gives us, the Lord will give me strength, Lord. In the name of Jesus, be here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This doesn't have to, this doesn't have to take you out, person. Uh, this doesn't have to take you out. I believe it's going to be one of our strongest witnesses in these last days as we help people see, no, no, there's healing in our redemption in Christ. Amen. So you rehearse this. Amen. You exercise uh, your faith in the redemption of Christ. You speak this word of God as you drive. You speak the word of God. The Lord began to deal with me about a year ago. He said, you need to get on the treadmill. Now, I've never done cardio. I lift weights a little bit. My wife is the cardio person. She'd get on there working. I'd be like, girl, you go right ahead. I'm not doing that. I've always been a small frame. So I'm like, I can eat whatever I want to eat. And, then, you know, maybe gain 15 pounds here and there. But I can drop it real fast, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't really have to worry about it. But the Lord said, no, you get on that treadmill. Give me 20 minutes. I was like, 20 minutes, Lord? Oh, Lord, Jesus. Now, I know y'all laughing at that because I know people do an hour, right? And they, they're not sweating. I'm, you know, it's so funny. I would first go in there, and it would be these ladies over there. They'd be like, we're going to see if you last. You know, I'm just going to tell you in front. I'm not going to last. So, so I worked up to the 20 minutes, worked up to the 30 minutes. But, you know, uh, praise the Lord. I'm still being faithful with it. God is helping me because he told me I need to do that. That's, that's what I put it like this. That's what I sensed in my spirit that I needed to do that. Right. And uh, he was right. I, I had some symptoms going on in my body. And, you know, my mind is, well, should I do this? Should I do this? And this is what the spirit of God told me to do, get on that treadmill 20 minutes a day. So while I'm on the treadmill, I got my computer in front of me. And I got like 30 minutes worth of confessions. So I'm walking and I'm reading. I'm saying, Lord, you trying me right now. Because, you know, my eyesight, I'm like, do I need my glasses? No, just make it bigger. So I make it bigger and I'm, you know. <laughs> All while I'm walking, I'm, I'm saying the word. But you know, hallelujah, I've gotten to the point after a year to where I'm breathing good on the treadmill, talking good, and I'm reading good, and I can sing while I'm on the treadmill. Hallelujah, thank you. I mean, well, you know, that's an exercise of oxygen. If you could do that while you're moving, that's, that's a good sign, isn't it? But how did it happen doing what the Spirit of God showed me I need to be doing? And I always tell people, you cannot, like, override the personal prescription of the Holy Ghost. Come on. 
by doing was, you know, what, you know, I'm just going to quote the scripture. I ain't got to do all of that. You got to do whatever the Holy Ghost show you to do if you want results. I know I'm preaching real good right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can't just override that thing. So the Lord may give you, yes, besides reading the word of God, he may say, now do these things. Do these things that I tell you specific things, natural things, spiritual things. Be faithful to those things. You know, what I have found is when you're sick, you got to be faithful to those things that the doctor tells you to do. And a lot of times, you know, they're they're, uh, sometimes taxing. Take this medicine three times a day. Come to the doctor. I mean, who's got time to break, you know, from work every, you know, other week to go to the doctor? And I don't know about you. The doctor for me is a long way away. You know, I mean, DJ, you got to park, you got to find parking, you got to park in the garage, you got to walk to the garage, break your day and all this kind of stuff. So you could put that same attention to doing what the Lord told you. Be diligent with the word. Be diligent, uh, you know, uh, with, the, with the speaking over your body. Talk to it. Get, uh, build your faith in doing that. So when you tell that part of your body, no, you're not doing that. You have confidence. And like Jesus talked to the tree and walked away, you can talk to that finger, that hand, that muscle, come on, that organ, and say, no, I said that. No, that's what I expect. Now, just let's be going on with our day. Hallelujah. Thank you. But you, you got to put that in you strong enough to where you can do that, and your mind is not fighting you well. Yeah, yeah, you know, Sister Jones tried that, and, you know, you attended her funeral. The devil doesn't fight fair. Amen. And it is true that uh, people try things and it doesn't work for them. And so you, but you have to try it first until you can get it flowing in you. Amen. So, you know, as we take time to read the Gospels for ourselves, we'll see that Jesus often taught or preached the word before he ministered healing. And that was to get the word of God in people. I'm going to read these two, these two examples and then we're going to close. Okay, Matthew 4, verse 23. Seems that Jesus followed a pattern of teaching and preaching the word of God first and then ministering healing. I believe that one of the main reasons for this is because, you know, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Matthew 4, verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now, notice it doesn't matter what disease it is, what sickness it is, people. It doesn't matter if they don't even know what it is. If, you know, if it's, this is the first person, this condition is never, we have no medical history of this he heals them all. He's healed them all. Amen. So in this passage, it says Jesus taught first. He preached the kingdom of God, which means that he taught that people could receive some of heaven while you die here on the earth. Amen. And then he, then he healed all manner of disease among the people. So in order for faith to rise up, there must first be a time in the word, a time we Trust the Holy Spirit to get that word in us. A time when uh, by his stripes you were healed means something to you. My grandmother used to tell me, say this, say by his stripes you're healed. Say, so I say, by his stripes I'm healed. She said, say it again. By his stripes, by his stripes. But I, had, I didn't know what stripes she was talking about. I mean, that could be the red, white, and blue. I really didn't know. I, didn't, I kept saying, now, what's the stripes got to do with feeling better? I didn't make that connection. Now, I probably should have just said, now, 
You know, please explain that to me. What does that mean? What is it? I should have done that. But I didn't. I was just a little boy, you know, and I was just trying to figure it out. But, you know, when I recognized that, no, he took a beating so that I don't have to, and the stripes were what was on his back, I made it. I said, oh, I see now. I get it. But so as you meditate upon these and do a little research, <laughs> you can know what, what it means and why it works for you. Okay, amen? Uh, now, then the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verse 33, says this. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Now, first it was Galilee, right, in, in chapter 4. Now it was all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Uh, you know, if he did it, then he does it now. Amen. Uh, you know, so Jesus the same. So listen, he, your, your case is not different in this sense. So don't let anybody tell you, well, you know, uh, you can't be healed. There's no, there's no cure for this. There may not be a natural cure for it, but Jesus covered it in his redemption. Amen. 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 There's no cure for asthma. A natural cure is not. They control it. They man teach you how to manage it, but it's nothing that, that will change your anatomy except the word of God and Amen. the spirit of God. Amen. So you had to get in faith about that and believe that because my mind was working. I, you hear so long, so long. There's no natural cure for this. You have to manage this. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, and while you may be taking medication, you just talk to your body and say, now, you're doing this for now, but we, we get to the point where we, you know, it's all, you know, you're healed by the stripes of Jesus 100%. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, these are things Jesus told people. He told the woman with the issue of blood. He said, uh, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, we read these verses I did for years, and you just automatically put it upon Jesus and say he did those things independent of anything the people did. He healed them without the people because it was Jesus. Amen. But Jesus said, your faith in me, your faith in the anointing on me made you well. They didn't even, Jesus didn't even initiate that woman's healing. He was going to with Jairus. He was on another assignment. And that woman just touched the hem of his garment because she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, one, one translation, one, one passage says she kept saying, I will be healed. So that was her point of contact. You know, what would that mean to us in 2023? Well, when, when Pastor Michelle or Pastor Philip lays hands on me, bam, I will be well. That's it. It's done. It doesn't matter how I feel. You know, you may still have doctor's appointments. You may still have surgery scheduled. I'm not, you know, if that's where your faith is, get the surgery. Amen. Just believe that it'll be a successful surgery. It'll be a great testimony. The doctor will look and say, man, you know, I mean, I've had my, my mother, she's 84, you know, She's had amazing surgeries. It's, it's really miraculous. I mean, like several years ago, she was going in for one thing. I don't know whether, in a hysterectomy or something like that. And uh, when they were in there, they saw, oh, my goodness. There is, you know, because there was all this infection, but it was all in a case. It was like all encased in a little sack. And so the surgeon said, all we did was just reach in there and pull that sack out. All the infection was in there. They weren't even going there. So what they found out was that she was eating a sandwich 
and they left the toothpicks in there. And so she digested the toothpicks, and it had kind of gotten in there and got infected and everything. But the Lord, everybody say, but the Lord, had encased all of that infection in a little sack. And they just reached in and pulled the sack, and they said, somebody loves you. Somebody. <laughs> I said, that was so easy. So even though she had a surgery, come on now, the Holy Ghost put his super on the surgeon's natural, and then we got supernatural results, Amen. So, so whatever, whatever, wherever you are on the continuum of faith, just know there's a place for you to jump in and fit in and keep progressing on that continuum of faith. You move from faith to faith. So maybe you're on the front end, the middle end, or the back end, but you just keep moving because we never get to the point where we say, that's all the faith. I, I don't need no more faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So faith for healing. Everybody say faith for healing. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for uh, your word. We thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. And Father, I know, Lord, there are people here, Lord, are watching or listening who, who have challenges in their bodies. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take something that was said or ministered and minister uh, to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever they need individually and personally, Lord, uh, enlighten our darkness. Whatever we're not seeing, whatever we're not receiving, help us, Holy Spirit, to get it. Help it to be clearly revealed to us so that we may receive our healing and our wholeness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thanks. So if you if you something going on in your body, just put your hand on it. I'm asking you to do that. And we're going to just pray and believe God in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Father, we speak healing and wholeness and life to the physical bodies and maybe somebody's tormented in their mind to the minds of everyone under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, God, we rebuke sickness and disease of every kind. We rebuke death in the name of Jesus in all of its forms in Jesus' name. Father, we speak the life of God. May the healing power of God be ministered right now, right now. Just say this with me, please. Say, the healing power of God God is working in my body, working in my my mind mind. right now, now. affecting a cure. cure. The healing power of God God is working in my body right now now. in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. I believe it, and I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.